There we go. Okay, Morris, we always stand facing the east with our heels together, feet at a 45 degree angle, and holding up two fingers on the right, five on the left, and repeat after me. Allah. Allah. Father of the universe. Father of universe. Father of love. Father of love. Truth. Truth. Peace. Peace. Freedom. 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 And justice. And justice. Allah is my protector. Allah is my protector. My guide. My guide. And my salvation. And my salvation. By night and by day. Through his holy prophet. Through his holy prophet. Drew Ali. Amen. All right, Islam. Islam, more is a happy holy day. I want to announce that this meeting is now open. This is the Morris Science Temple of America, Muslim Mission 30, Columbus, Ohio. First and foremost, we always rise and give the highest praise to the Most High, our Father God, Allah. We extend honors to our divine prophet, Noble Drew Ali, for bringing us our divine creed and nationality. We also extend honors to the forerunner, to the prophet, our brother, Marcus Mosiah Garvey, for preparing the way for purity and love. We extend honors to all the Adep sheiks and all the faithful Moors that make up the grand body of the Moorish divine national movement. We extend honors to the first appointed Supreme Grand Sheik by our prophet, and that is our brother, Emili Ill. We extend honors to the current Supreme Grand Sheik and Grand Council of the Moorish Science Temple of America. And as always, we extend honors to all the faithful Muslims here on this meeting. Islam, Brother Jackson Bay, would you please read our divine constitution and bylaws? Islam, I rise giving perfect praise to Allah. Honest to the Prophet Jurali, honest to the forefathers and foremothers, and honest to the Asiatic nations and the Muslims all over the world. Salvation, Allah, unity, the Moorish Science Temple of America, the Divine Constitution and Bylaws, Act 1. The Grand Sheikh and the Chairman of the Moorish Science Temple of America is empowered to make law and enforce law with the assistance of the Prophet and the Grand Body of the Moorish Science Temple of America. The assistant grand sheik is to assist the grand sheik in all affairs if he lives according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. And it is known before the members of the Morris Science Temple of America. Act 2. All meetings are to be open and closed promptly according to the Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Friday is our holy day of rest because on a Friday, the first. <laughs> holy day for all Muslims all over the world. Act 3. Love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice must be proclaimed and practiced by all members of the Morris Science Temple of America. No member is to put in danger or accuse falsely his brother or sister on any occasion at all that may harm his brother or sister because the lie is love. Act 4. All members must preserve these holy and divine laws and all members must obey the laws of the government because by being a Moorish American you are part and partial of the government life accordingly. Act 5. This organization of the Morris Science Temple of America was any confusion or to overthrow the laws and constitution of that government but to obey hereby. Act 6. With us, all members must proclaim their nationality and we are teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed that they may know that they are part and partial of this said government 
and know that they are not Negroes, colored folks, black people, or Ethiopians, because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and last until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now, and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained Noble Jurali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites, who inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Acts 7. All members must properly attend their meetings and become part and partial of all uplifting acts of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Then you are entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and minds pure with love and advice clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Nobu Ali, through the guidance of his father, God Allah, Nobu Ali, founder. Most American prayer, Allah, the Father of the universe, the Father of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Allah is my protector, my guide, and my salvation by night and by day. Through his holy prophet, Jirali. Amen. The Moore Science Temple of America, Home Office of Home Office, Chicago, Illinois, USA. Islam, Islam, Islamism. Happy Holy Day, Muslims. All right, gratitude, brother Islam. Brother Kobe, would you please read our writs? Islam, grand sheik, I rise to give perfect praise to our great God, Allah. Rise to give honor to our prophet, noble Drew Ali. Rise to give honor to the forerunner, Marcus Messiah Garvey. Rise to give honor to all ills and bays, all Muslims on the call, all Muslims on the planet. To the members of the Moorish Science Temple of America, Islam, this is instruction from your prophet, noble Drew Ali. Be faithful unto your forefather divine and national creed, and you will be blessed for your good deeds that you sow in the flesh. Allah is the one that judges the world, and his judgment is on now, but the weak can comprehend it not. Then the times are drawing near, so says Allah to his divine prophet, I know but you Ali. And that is why many hearts have turned to stone, many have eyes to see, but cannot see, ears to hear, but cannot hear. At least they will be confounded of their sins. These are the trying hours now, dear Moors. And every evil spirit is moving. And they are trying every weak mind to overthrow and drag out the true foundation that has been laid and to cause confusion in the minds of the ones that do believe. But if you have the true love of Allah and the spirit of your forefathers, you fear not what you hear or see, but will sacrifice the utmost of your very life to protect your movement and your prophet. Watch your enemies, dear Moors. Your enemies are the ones that speak against your prophet and ridicule him to the very lowest and the ones that speak against your divine and national principles of your temples. Act accordingly, and Allah will bless you for your good work. Peace. Your divine prophet, Noble Jurali. To be proclaimed in every meeting, Islam, I am glad to know I have a few faithful moors among you all, and I desire for them to know the truth and the divine truth. There is a host of jealousy about me and the movement now by the same people of our side of the nation. They claim that I was a joke and unreal. But now, since they found out from the government officials and the nations of the earth that this is the only sole foundation that all Asiatics must depend upon for their earthly salvation as American citizens, they are working every scheme that they can 
to disqualify me so they may take charge of the situation. I have notified all these things to you long ago in the past. It is through the faithful Moors that attribute to the movement and uplifting funds, the ones that pay their divine respects to me and the movement will be remembered. That's why I'm calling upon all faithful Moors to increase their faithfulness to me, your prophet, and your divine Moors movement. I need finance and I need it badly. Never before have I needed finance so badly as I do at present so I can shove aside the discord that is facing the nation. It all comes through jealousy because of my fame and nobility. The nations of the world would not recognize the movement without I, the prophet, being hit. It has been proven by my works, which I have performed in the past few years. Prophet, noble Drali. Prophet warns all Muslims to be read in every meeting. I hereby inform all members they must end all radical speeches while at work, in their homes, and on the streets. We are for peace and not destruction. Stop flashing your cards of Europeans. It causes confusion. Remember, your card is for your salvation. Failure to obey these orders will be a severe consequence. We are for love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. And when these principles are violated, justice must then take its course. Any member or group of members who hold malicious feelings towards the temple or the prophet will violate the divine covenant of the Moorish movement will receive their rewards from Allah for their unjust deeds. All true Moors will and must obey the law laid down to them by their prophet. If they lose confidence in their prophet, they should turn in their card and button, cease wearing their turban and fez, and return to the state where I, the prophet, found you. This is a holy and divine movement founded by the prophet Noble Juali, and if the prophet is not right, the temple is not right. The prophet, therefore, is sending out a divine plea to all Moorish Americans. They do their part in protecting the prophet and the temple. This is an everlasting movement founded by the prophet through the will of Allah to redeem his people from their sinful ways. Peace. Noble Juali. Islam. Islam. Islam is. Happy holiday, Master. All right, Islam and gratitude, brother. Sister Lashay L, would you please read our additional laws? Islam, I rise and give all praise to the great Father God Allah, honors to Allah's prophet, Noble Jawali, honors to the forerunner, Marcus Messiah Garvey, honors to all Muslims on the call and all Muslims around the world, questionary and additional laws for the Moorish Americans by the prophet, Noble Jawali. Act one, grand sheiks and governors and heads of all temple, all business, each said temple must be approved by the prophet Noble Jawali. Before acting upon by any members, let it be finance, property, or any line of life that will cause the members to sacrifice finance ETC that will cause the support of any group of members. Any former officer that violates these laws is subject to be removed from his office under a heavy restriction ETC by the prophet or the grand sheet. Act two, all members are to attend their EDEC meetings and their public meetings promptly. If a member is found standing around on their meeting period, shall be fined 50 cents on the first case. And on the second, he will be fined $1, which will go on your emergency fine. If member is working, his monthly dues must be paid. And if he has money in the bank, he must subscribe for as much as he is able to the more shoplifting funds because it takes finance to uplift the nation. Act three, it is the lawful and divine duty of every good member if he is able in finance to aid me in saving the nation. And if he does not, he is an enemy to the cause 
of uplifting his own people and justice must catch you. Let it be he or she according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice as I have the power invested in my hands and I will have to enforce the law in order to save the nation. Act four, all members while up making a public speech must not use any assertion against the American flag or speak radical against the church or any member of any organized group because we're to teach love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Act five, all members must promptly attend their meetings and send their children to Sunday school and the teacher must confirm himself to the questionnaire and let every member exercise his five senses who is able to do so because out of your Sunday school comes the guiders of the nation. Act six, with us, all members must proclaim their nationality and we're teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed that they may know that they are a part and a parcel of this said government and know that they are not Negroes, color folks, black people, or Ethiopians because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained Noble Ali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moorbites who inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act 7. All members must promptly attend their meetings and become a part and a parcel of all uplifting acts of the more science simple. Members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the more science simple. Then you're entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and mind pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble Ali, through the guidance of his father God, Allah. Islam, happy holy day, Muslims. Right, Islam, sister, and gratitude. Divine warning by the prophet for the nations. The citizens of all free national governments, according to their national constitution, are all of one family bearing one free national name. Those who fail to recognize the free national name of their constitutional government are classed as undesirables and are subject to all inferior names and abuses and mistreatments that the citizens care to bestow upon them. And it is a sin for any group of people to violate the national constitutional laws of a free national government and cling to the names and the principles that delude to slavery. I, the prophet, was prepared by the great God, Allah, to warn my people to resit, repent from their sinful ways and go back to the state of mind to their forefathers' divine and national principles, that they will be law abiders and receive their divine rights as citizens according to the free national constitution that was prepared for all free national beings. They are to claim their own free national name and religion. 
There's but one issue for them to be recognized by this government and of the earth, and it comes only through the connection of the Moorish divine national movement, which is incorporated in this government and recognized by all other nations of the world. And through it, they and their children can receive their divine rights unmolested by other citizens that they can cast a free national ballot at the polls under the free national constitution of the state's government and not under a granted privilege as has been the existing condition for many generations. You who doubt whether I, the prophet, and my principles are right for the redemption of my people, go to those that know the law in the city hall and among the officials in your government and ask them under an intelligent tone, and they will be glad to render you a favorable reply, for they are glad to see me bring you out of darkness into light. Money doesn't make the man. It is free national standards and power that makes a man and a nation. The wealth of all national governments, gold and silver, and commerce belong to the, to the citizens alone. And without your national citizenship by name and principles, you have no true wealth. And I am hereby calling on all true citizens that stand for a free na national free government and the enforcement of the constitution to help me in my great missionary work because I need all support from all true American citizens of the United States of America. Help me to save my people who have fallen from the constitutional laws of the government. I'm depending on your support to get them back to the constitutional fold again, that they will learn to love instead of hate and will live according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, supporting our free national constitution of the United States of America. I love my people and I desire their unity and mine back to their own free national and divine standard because day by day they have been violating the national and constitutional laws of their government by claiming names and principles that are unconstitutional. If Italians, Greeks, English, Chinese, Japanese, Turks, and Arabians are forced to proclaim their free national name and religion before the constitutional government of the United States of America, it is no more than right that the law should be enforced upon all other American citizens alike. In all other governments, when a man is born and raised there and asks for his national descent name, and if he fails to give it, he is misused, imprisoned, or exiled. Any group of people that fail to answer up to the constitutional standards of law by name and principles, because to be a citizen of any government, you must claim your national descent name because they place their trust upon issues and names formed by their forefathers. The word Negro deludes in the Latin language to the word nigger, the same as the word colored deludes to anything that is painted, varnished, and dyed. <clears throat> and every nation must bear a national descent name of their forefathers, because honoring thy fathers and thy mothers, your days will be lengthened upon this earth. These names have never been recognized by any true American citizens of this day. Through your free national name, you are known and recognized by all nations of the earth that are recognized by said national government in which to live. The 14th and 15th Amendments brought the North and South in unit, placing the Southerners who were at that time without power with the constitutional body of power. And at that time, 1865, the free national constitutional law that was enforced since 1774 declared all men equal and free. And if all men are declared by the free national constitution to be free and equal, since that constitution has never been changed, there's no need for the application of the 14th and 15th amendments for the salvation of our people and citizens. So there isn't but one supreme issue for my people to use to redeem that which was lost, and that is through the above statements. 
Then the lion and the lamb can lie down together in yonder hills, and neither will be harmed, because love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice will be reigning in this land. In those days, the United States will be one of the greatest civilized and prosperous governments of the world. But if the above principles are not carried out by the citizens and my people in this government, the worst is yet to come. Because the great God of the universe is not pleased with the works that are being performed in North America by my people, and this great sin must be removed from the land to save it from enormous earthquakes, diseases, etc. And I, the prophet, do herein believe that this administration of the government being more wisely prepared by more genius citizens that believe in their free national constitution and laws, and through the help of such classes of citizens, I, the prophet, truly believe that my people will find the true and divine way of their forefathers and learn to stop serving carnal customs and merely ideas of man that have never done them any good, but have always harmed them. So I, the prophet, am hereby calling aloud with the divine plea to all true American citizens to help me to remove this great sin which has been committed and is being practiced by my people in the United States of America because they know it is not the true and divine way. And without understanding, they have fallen from the true light into utter darkness of sin. And there's not a nation on earth today that will recognize them socially, religiously, politically, or economically, ETC, in their present condition of their endeavorment in which they themselves try to force upon a civilized world. They will not refrain from their sinful ways of action and their deeds have brought Jim Crowism, segregation, and everything that brings harm to human beings on earth. And they fought the Southerner for all these great misuses. But I've traveled in the South and have examined conditions there, and it is the works of my people continuously practicing the things which bring dishonor, disgrace, and disrespect to any nation that lives the life. And I'm hereby calling on all true American citizens for moral support and finance to help me in my great missionary work to bring my people out of darkness into marvelous light. From the prophet. All right, Islam Morris. Islam, on that note, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, for today, we will be speaking from, or excuse me, reading from chapter 41 in our Quran. All right, Islam more. So yeah, we'll be in chapter 41 in the Quran as holy instructions from the prophet in constancy. All right, and the chapters that we're in now, we're going over basically the five foes of man. All right. Okay, so yeah, if you recall previously um, before... Um, we, we got into these chapters, we were speaking on knowledge of self, um, speaking on the higher self, rather, right? Getting a, a true understanding of, of the unseen nature that we have. We're speaking about the soul, then we're speaking about the spirit, okay? And now we're still going over knowledge of self, but we're, we're focusing on the lower self now. Why? Because we must have a well-rounded understanding of ourselves. We must truly know our nature in order so that we can truly be successful and prosperous, right? We have to really understand what we're working with here on both sides, okay? And um, this is the side 
of the um, movement or the teachings that we have. This is the divine side. And it's, it's something that we can't really give to anyone, right? You, you can't really teach this to people unless they're ready, unless they want it. They have to have the light before they can receive the light. So we can't really teach this unless people already have it. The fact that you're here means that you have it. The light is in you. So um, what we're going to do, we'll just go over chapter one. We'll read through it, and then we'll go back over these verses. Anything that jumps out to you, please, please speak up. Feel free to um, speak on the mic, or if you don't want to speak, type in the chat, okay? So we don't want to just read this and not understand what's going on. Um, all right, Morris. Okay, verse one, nature urgeth thee to inconstancy, O man. Therefore, guard thyself at all times against it. Thou art from the womb of thy mother, various and wavering from the loins of thy father, inherited thou instability. How then shall thou be firm? Those who gave thee a body furnished it, furnished it with weakness, but he who gave thee a soul armed thee with resolution. Employ it. Thou art wise, be wise, and thou art happy. Let him who doeth well beware how he boasteth of it. For rarely as it is of his own will. Is it not the event of an impulse from without born of uncertainty, enforced by accident, dependent on somewhat else? To thee and to accident is due the praise. Beware of irresolution in the intent of thy actions. Beware of instability in the execution. So shalt thou triumph over two great failings of thy nature what reproacheth reason more than to act contrarieties what can suppress the tendencies to these but firmness of mind the inconstant feeleth that he changeth but he knoweth not why he seeth that he escapeth from himself but he perceiveth not how be thou incapable of change in that which is right and men will rely upon thee. Establish unto thyself principles of action and see that thou ever act according to them. So shall thy passions have no rule over thee. So shall thy constancy ensure unto thee the good thou possessest and drive from thy door misfortune. Anxiety and disappointment shall be strangers to thy gates. Suspect not evil in anyone until you seeth it. When thou seeth it, forget it not. Who hath so been an enemy cannot be a friend, for man mendeth not his faults. How should his actions be right who hath no rule of his life? Nothing can be just which proceedeth not from reason. The inconstant the inconstant hath no peace in his soul, neither can be at ease whom he concerneth, concerneth himself with. His life is unequal, his motions are irregular, his soul changeth with the weather. Today he loveth thee, tomorrow thou art detested by him, and why? Himself knoweth not, wherefore he now uh, hateth. 
Today he is the tyrant. Tomorrow thy servant is less humble. And why? He who is arrogant without power will be servile while there is no subjugation, no subjection. Today he is profuse. Tomorrow he grudgeth unto his mouth that which it should eat. Thus it is with him who knoweth not moderation. Who shall say unto the chameleon, he is black, when the moment after the verdure of the grass overspreadeth him? Who shall say of the inconstant, he is joyful, when his next breath shall be spent in sighing? In sighing, sorry. What is the life in such a man? but the phantom of a dream. In the morning he riseth happy, at noon he is on the rack. This morning he is a god, the next below a worm. One moment he laugheth, the next he weepeth. He now willeth, in an instant he willeth not. And in another he knoweth not whether he willeth or not. Yet neither ease nor pain have fixed themselves on him. Neither is he waxed greater or become less. Neither hath he had cause for laughter or reason for his sorrow. Therefore shall none of them abide with him. The happiness of the inconstant is as a palace built on the surface of the sand. The blowing of the wind carrieth away its foundation. What wonder then that it falleth, falleth. But what exalted form is this that hither toward, hitherward directs its even, its uninterrupted course? whose foot is on earth, whose head is above the clouds. On his brow sitteth majesty. Steadiness is in his port, and in his heart reigneth tranquility. Though obstacles appear in his way, he deigneth, excuse me, he deigneth not to look down upon them. Though heaven and earth oppose his passage, he proceedeth. The mountains sink beneath his tread, the waters of the ocean are dried up under the sole of his foot. The tiger throweth herself across his way in vain. The spots of the leopard glow against him unregarded. He marcheth through the embattled regions, legions. With his hands, he putteth aside the terrors of death. Storms roar against his shoulders, but are not able to shake him. The thunder bursteth over his head in vain. The lightning serveth but to show the glories of his countenance. His name is Resolution. He cometh from the utmost part of earth. He seeketh or he seeth happiness afar off before him. His eye discovereth her temple beyond the limits of the pole. He walketh up to it. He entereth boldly and he remaineth there forever. Establish thy heart, O man, in that which is right, and then know the greatest of human is to be immutable. Islam. Um, let's go back to uh, the beginning of this chapter. Um, so the prophet is giving us instructions on how to deal with the inconstancy. This is one of the foes of man. This is something that comes from the lower self, right? This is why what is being explained to us, right? Nature urges thee to inconstancy. So it's, it's being defined um, um, is, is something that is changing without reason. That's, that's being inconstant, the act of being inconstant, changing without reason, just being fickle, 
right? Faithless, unreliable, unstable. I mean, instability, unstable, right? And fickle is defined as changeable with regard to one's loyalty to someone or some cause. So if, if um, we don't have direction, if we don't have our own principles that guide us, divine principles from God, from, you know, if we don't even believe that there's a creator, we don't think that there's something greater that, that can guide us, some divine wisdom that can guide us, we're down for whatever, right? We'll go this way, we'll go that way. Whatever agenda is being promoted, pushed on us, we'll go for it, okay? And so that's a part of being in constant. And that just, that, um, that is what the lower nature, our carnal nature, that's, that's one of its characteristics, right? It's, it's unstable. So we have to be able to rise above it. And we're given instructions on how to rise above it. The only way is to, to dwell in our higher nature, to rise our thoughts, right? And so let's, let's go ahead and discuss how we do this, okay? So um, nature urgeth thee to inconstancy, O oh man. Therefore, guard thyself at times against this. This is our carnal nature, right? The physical manifestation. And it pushes us to that, right? And it's, it's, it's so um, natural that we don't even see anything wrong with it. But if we go along with our carnal nature, it leads to an unstable life. It's always fluctuating. It's always up and down. Everything depends on what's going on outside of us. Okay? Now, the prophet gives us the answer just to skip ahead. is to be resolute where? On your feet, on your hands, right? Working out in the gym? No, in your mind. To be resolute in your mind, regardless. Controlling our thoughts, regardless of what's going on around us. We must control our thoughts. If we can control our thoughts... We can find happiness and dwell there forever. Okay? So it doesn't, it doesn't depend on what's being promoted, whether Kanye gets back with Kim or <coughs> whatever else is going on out there. All that stuff does is feed the instability. Okay? And then on top of that, everything else, just regular things that can go wrong or that can go sideways right in life so we have to be resolute in the mind okay but this is important to understand nature urges thee to inconstancy so it's a part of our carnal nature it's a part of this physical manifestation this three-dimensional they call it the third dimension this life this physical life that we're in okay so the only way to rise above that is to control our thoughts that's why it says therefore guard thyself at all times against it because it's a part of our carnal nature and we all have that none of us can sit up here and act like we're not physical you know we don't have a carnal nature so thou art from the womb of thy mother meaning straight out the womb from our mother we inherit what we're various and wavering right always wavering um being unsteady, not, you know, um, indecisive. This is what we inherit from mom. And then from dad, from the loins of thy father, we inherit instability, right? We're instable. So it, it doesn't matter. It's not knocking one sex over the other. It's like, look, 
you get we get it from both sides because it's the condition of the human state that's why it's saying it's derived from our physical father so there's no way around it except for controlling our thoughts that's that's what's being um alluded to how then shalt thou be firm right because it came from the physical if you got it from your mom and your dad how you gonna avoid it it's just like if both of your parents are short you're not gonna be tall right so this is saying then how then shalt thou be firm it's a physical thing it's a part of this physical realm we have to go to the higher self that's the only way around it right this instability of life this is everyone has to deal with this those who gave thee a body furnished it with weakness. Once again, just reiterating on that, right? This is what we all inherit. Not trying to make anyone feel bad or anything because we have a solution, all right? But the body comes with that weakness. But he who gave thee a soul armed thee with resolution. Employ it, and thou art wise, um, and thou art wise, be wise, and thou art happy. So we have the ability. It's the unseen part of us, right? So we were armed with res- with um, resolution. We have the capability to overcome it, right? We have the ability to find solutions and to be firm. And um, also we have divine instructions that if we stick to it. So inconstancy is... is um, one of the definitions for it is faithless, changeable, unreliable, okay? So, you know, in this world, right, uh, so-called African-Americans in North America, okay, the majority of us are Christian, and um, I want to preface this. I'm not knocking the Christian church or Christian religion or anything like that, but I do have to tell the truth. I have to point out some inconsistencies that most of us don't see, but it's right there in our face all the time. So there's a huge inconsistency with um, this religion that we have, this, um, I guess you could say, spiritual system that we have, that most of us have is Christianity, all right? Um, What does it do to make us as a whole better people, right? What does it do for us? Most of us are Christians, Does it make us, does it really make us better people, right? Does being Christian mean that we're not going to be out there, you know, doing things that we have no business doing, selling drugs, doing drugs, and everything else that comes along with it, even promoting this stuff, right? Most of the rappers, they got the Jesus piece on, right? Because they're Christians. Does that mean they're not swimming in a sea of guns? promoting this to the children, acting like it's cool, making the children want to have this stuff and sell drugs and do drugs, have bags of Coke floating in the air, right? Cardi B, Meg Thee Stallion promoting um, promiscuous behavior. And more than likely, if you ask them, they're Christian. And so this is not an attack on the religion, but we have to be honest. This is why the prophet said we are returning the church and Christianity back to the European. This is why, because it failed us. It didn't work for us. For us, being Christian means you can do all this stuff. You can swim around in drugs 
and guns, you can promote it, try to make it seem cool to the children. And there's no contradiction. Nobody sees anything wrong with that, except for maybe a handful. But it's all right. So it makes us unstable. It doesn't teach us about our higher and lower nature and how to overcome our lower nature because that's the only reason we're suffering. So it doesn't give us what we need. So the prophet returned Islam to us for our earthly and divine salvation. Okay? And so I say this again, just to reiterate, this isn't to attack anyone or to attack any religions. If anything, if it works for that person, good, great. But that's why the prophet said in chapter 48, therefore, we are returning the church and Christianity back to the European nations as it was prepared by their forefathers for their earthly salvation, while we, the Moorish Americans, are returning to Islam, which was prepared by our forefathers for our earthly and divine salvation. That's why that's said, right? So Moorish Americans, they, they can't be out there swimming around in guns and stuff and promoting this to the children and promoting, you know, promiscuous behavior and doing drugs and overdosing on drugs and all this stuff that they're trying to make cool, right? We can't do that. We have a higher standard. It gives us principles that can keep us on the higher road and that also enable us to overcome these five foes of man that we're going over, right? So this is what's being alluded to here where we're saying that, um, Okay, but he who gave thee a soul armed thee with resolution. So now we know about these principles and we can put them to work so that we can employ these higher functions that we have that can help us avoid the issues that basically everyone has because we all have a body, a physical body, and this is what comes along with the body. Okay, so let him who doeth well beware how he boasteth of it, right? And this is just, you know, wisdom divine wisdom when we do well we know that we we give credit to Allah right we don't try to take the credit um these are just things to to give us to avoid the the uncertainty the the issues that come along with feeding the lower self right um excuse me all right, going to verse seven. What reproach reproaches reason more than to act country um right? Contrary, being opposed to something, right? What can suppress the tendencies to these but firmness of mind? What is the firmness of mind it's speaking about again? Again, our divine principles, what we stand on, right? So you have to stand on something. If you don't stand for something, you'll what? You'll fall for anything right? So that's also why on the cover of the Quran questionnaire, that's another reason why we're being lifted out of the cares of the world and standing on the solid rock of salvation, right? So it's not just about uplifting the women. Yes, we need to uplift the women, but also she represents humanity, period. And she's unconscious. That means she's vulnerable, right? You can't just go as a woman, take a nap on the bench. I might be able to do that, Right? Ain't nobody trying to touch me, but you can't do that, right? And that's not a good idea for any of us to do, but you know, you're vulnerable. And so this is representation of all of humanity, especially us, right? If we're drowning in the cares of the world, 
we're vulnerable. You can't do it, right? She's limp. She's unconscious. So we can't be unconscious out here. We can't be like that. We're vulnerable. So we need these principles so that we can stand for something. We, If we have divine principles that guide us in every situation, if we adhere to them, we're always good. Okay? Regardless of how things look. Uh, there was another image I wanted to pull up where you have like the Aztec, the Aztec warrior, and he's doing the same thing, holding the woman up with like one foot on the solid rock of salvation. Okay, and it's the same image. So the prophet returned this indigenous wisdom to us, this ancient symbolic wisdom. It's universal, right? Of uplifting ourselves by raising our thoughts, right? Raising the vibration of our thoughts. And we do that by following our own divine principles and adhering to it, as it says in here, at all times. Right. So not just when people are looking, because we want to be successful for real. We don't want to appear successful to others. Right. We don't want to appear smart or look like we know what we're talking about. No, we want success for real. And there's no other way to do it except for to raise our own thoughts. All right. Because as, as we said here already, the, the solution to this issue that afflicts everyone because we all get it from the mother and the father the only solution is to raise our thoughts all right so going back in here the inconstant feeleth that he changeth but he knoweth not why he seeth that he escapeth from himself but he perceiveth not how be thou incapable of change in that which is right and men will rely upon thee just once again reiterating right so not that anyone's better than anyone else, but without this understanding, we don't even know why life is like a roller coaster. We don't even know what's going on. We don't even see that we're the cause of our own issues. Okay? So we must be incapable of changing that which is right, right? By following our divine principles. Um, there's a comparison I wanted to make between, once again, with Islam and Christianity, um, just in that, look, we just in general know, you know, as Christians, we can pretty much do anything, right? It says in the Bible not to eat pork, that, that don't matter. It does. That's why, like, the, some people, like the seven-day Adventists, they don't mess with that stuff. They don't eat pork because none of us are supposed to eat it, Right? course muslims they you know and and jews they don't eat it they don't mess with it right but christians is like hey we can do whatever right we we we're not supposed to eat as christians uh catfish right if you're gonna eat fish you're gonna eat meat um as far as the fish go you're only supposed to eat the fish that have scales catfish have skin with mucus they're bottom feeders right there's always a reason for this there's a divine wisdom behind it but the people don't adhere to it, right? So there's there's a freedom that comes with this. from, And it's not Christianity. It's from the Western um, perspective, right, of Western civilization, as it's been practiced, or from a European perspective, okay? This is what you get. You get this loose, free, you can do whatever version. And it's it's not working for us. It's failing, right? So we need something that we can stand on 
something that's solid. That's why he's saying, but firmness of mind, right? What can suppress the tendencies to do these, to be wishy-washy and unstable? Firmness of mind, standing on a solid rock of salvation, that gives you firmness of mind. All right? So it's saying, establish unto thyself principles of action and see that thou ever act according to them, right? Abiding by our divine principles. And then our lower passions, which all emanate from the lower self, the desires, the carnal desires, they have no rule over thee. That is the only way to overcome it. Anxiety and disappointment shall be strangers to thy gates. Um, Nowadays, right? Nowadays, you see so many people saying that they suffer from anxiety. And um, listen, I'm not saying this to try to like belittle that or to try to make anyone feel any kind of way. I'm not saying it is not real. But what I wanted to say was, um, okay, this is an issue. It is increasing. You see more and more people saying that they suffer from anxiety. Is There's something going on, right? So there's so much... So many things being put out, so many distractions and things getting put out to appeal to our lower nature, to keep us stuck in that mindset. So it's no coincidence then that we're suffering from anxiety, right? Anxiety and disappointment. They will be strangers to thy gates only if we act upon our higher principles, right? Because even anxiety and disappointment, this comes from letting our passions rule over us, right? Being a slave to our passions. That means we're slaves to our lower self, okay? Um, and then more just divine wisdom, right? Suspect not evil until you see it, but don't forget it. Because why can't we forget it? Because we have to remember that we're slaves to our lower selves, that you're dealing with someone possibly who doesn't even know how to be resolute if they don't have control over their lower self right they have no rule over their own life so in relationships in dealing with people right we can't now wonder well you have any problem all the women messing with you know or all the men you're dealing with why you always having these problems you can't wonder anymore we know why that's why i'm saying like don't forget it you know, don't suspect evil from people because this is a power to mind. Expect the best. Always expect the best. But when you see it, don't forget it. Why? We, we, we know what we're dealing with. We're dealing with the lower self. The lower self is traveling the earth to and fro, seeking whom it may destroy. And so when you're with someone who's in their lower self, you can't wonder why they traveling, seeking whom they may destroy. Yeah, literally trying to devour, right? His life is unequal. His motions are irregular. His soul changes with the weather, right? And so this is, yeah, as the sister said, bipolar. So you're dealing with someone like this, right? You can't wonder why, you know, you're dealing with anxiety and disappointment too, okay? All right. So once again, I mean, you know, just divine instructions. Um, I guess you could say easier said than done. Right. But if we apply it, life is easier. Life is better. As, as it says in here, happiness is no stranger. OK, 
So we have to do this. It's, it's important. It's, it's of the utmost importance. And, and not only do we have to do it, but we have to live these principles so that our children can see it being done because what's being pushed and promoted to them, it's only appealing to their lower self, right? It's trying to keep them in a savage mind state. So it's of the utmost importance that we take this seriously and that we begin to live by these principles. Um, want to skip ahead to uh, verse 25. On his brow uh, sitteth majesty, steadiness is in his port, and is, in his heart reigneth tranquility, right? So when our, when our state of mind is in the right place, when we're resolute, and what are we resolute on? We're standing on our higher principles. We're not wavering, right? And so when we're doing that, yeah, things now are, are steady, regardless of what's going on around us, okay? This is the only way to ensure success. As it says, though obstacles appear in his way, it doesn't mean that everything always goes the way you plan it. It just means that regardless of what happens, you know everything's going to work out for the greatest. And we're able to do this if we're standing on our higher principles. Otherwise, it's always up and down, always. And that is no way to live. Um, just going forward, just getting more um, reinforcement. The mountains sink beneath its tread. That's meaning that even the problems that are difficult will make it through. We don't let these things hinder us. We don't let these things slow us down or stop progress. Okay? And um, this is just going back to the verse 5 where it's talking about uncertainty. Right? It, it doesn't matter what's coming about as long as we can control um, our thought process. And we can only do that by raising our thoughts to a higher vibration and by being firm on our own divine principles, standing on our divine principles. This is what saves us from the madness that is life, that is the physical world. That's the only thing that saves us, okay? Um, and then especially, I mean, for the youth, it's like, come on, man, all of this stuff they're being bombarded with, like we literally have grown men promoting guns and trying to make it look cool, <laughs> you know, and, and promoting guns and, and drugs. It's either guns or drugs or, or, you know, being promiscuous. Like, come on, man. So there's, there's really no choice for us. We have to live by these principles. We have to do it. We have to set the example because guess what? No one else is going to do it. And um, no one else is going to come and lift us from the cares of the world. No one is. Maybe no one's capable of doing it either, because as the prophet said, you know, our ancestors were the creators of civilization, and we are who our ancestors were without doubt or contradiction. So no one else can do it. They're not capable of doing it. We have to lead the way. Okay, and so it's got to start with us, Islam. And I want to um, open the floor up to any feedback, any questions, anything anybody else has on, um, on this chapter. Feel free to chime in. All right, and um, on that note, I yield the floor. Islam Morris.
uh, Islam Grand Sheikh, this is a great uh, demonstration, great class, especially with 41. It, it has so much in detail as far as I was looking at it. It showed the beginning of the higher self, and it showed everything in the middle from 11 down to 21 about the lower self. Now, every detail of what the lower self, it kind of like when you read it, you could see yourself when you didn't understand what lower self or higher self was. It's like, so it, it was pretty deep for me to like, you know, when I, every time I read this chapter and then at the end, it goes back into what the higher self is capable of doing. Islam, I yield the floor. Islam, brother, and I'm glad you said that. Um, verse 30 says, storms roar against his shoulders, but are not able to shake them. The thunder bursteth over his head in vain. The lightning serveth but to show the glories of his countenance. So as the brother said, it shows what raising our thoughts to divine wisdom, raising, you know, what our higher self can truly do for us, right? The lightning, which can destroy, right? can be terrible it only serves to to you know as a source of light to make us shine even brighter right it's like a spotlight to show the glories of his countenance okay but this only comes from resolution and this resolution comes from standing on our own divine principles all right and the divine principles there's five of them it's really easy love truth peace, freedom, and justice. And then we can get more in depth, um, which is going through some of the instructions that we have in here for us how to um, conduct ourselves, okay? But if we stand on that, we're good no matter what. So even the things that look like they're working against us, they're only going to show the glory of your countenance. All right? And this only works if we're doing the work. Islam to to subdue our own lower self. Um, and then once again, I, I yield the floor. Um, if anyone else wants to chime in, feel free to speak. Islam. Islam, sister. Yes, I just want to um, speak on with this chapter in regards to just, um, as you stated, building a stronger foundation is the key and also that the prophet also um gave the lesson for us to know ourselves um know thyself and thy father god Allah. so in knowing yourself i guess that also goes along with the chapter that if you're studying yourself and um building a a strong um, foundation that you will be able to you know act in your higher self and then on um chapter 36 verse 10 it just says know thyself and the pride of his creation the the line uniting divinity and matter behold a part of allah himself within thee remember thy own dignity nor dare descend to evil or to meanness so i just wanted to say that and with that i say peace All right, Islam, sis, Islam, and gratitude. And once again, it's just um, um, just reaffirming what we're supposed to do in order to be successful. And um, just one thing I wanted to say uh, regarding all of this, um, you know, we, we have this short booklet, 
a small booklet that was delivered to us with divine instructions that we can follow to guarantee success. So it's not like somebody just came and just dropped off this big book with thousands of pages that nobody's going to read all the way through, right? And then even if you do, it's like, it's too much information, right? So we have just this, all we have to do is master this and we're good. And even on the process to mastering it, it will just make our lives better, you know, just by walking in this direction as um i don't know which scripture it was but you know it the excuse me allah said that hey you take one step towards me i'll take two steps towards you so even just going in that direction of subduing our lower self we will begin to see wonders as it says here um in 30 right the lightning serveth but to show the glories of his countenance so even just by going in that direction, we'll begin to see the changes for the better in our lives. And I think it's of the utmost importance that we all do this and set the example for ourselves and our children. Islam, I yield the floor. I see you, sister. Islam, first and foremost, I'd like to rise and give perfect praise to our Father God, Allah, honest to his prophet, noble Ali, honest to all of Allah's prophets, Honest to all you Muslims here in attendance and everything more on this beautiful holy day. I want to add, because um, what really resonates with me is uh, verse 13, where it says, how should his actions be right? Um, who hath no rules to his life? And for real, I felt that because, you know, when you don't have a culture, when you don't have traditions, when you don't have principles you have no morals and you know you're out here in the wilderness and and you're alone you know because you have nothing to stand on and that's why like this is so important because the prophet noble Ali came and he brought us all these things that were stripped away from us right because they always start us off as slaves you know, with slavery and the slaves had no culture, no traditions, no, you feel me, no principles to stand on, but the ones who did, you know, it was forgotten, right? So when you don't have these things in place, you are a forever slave. And it is through Christianity, they use the religion to control us and keep us inferior and the prophet came and he brought all of that back with nationality and with our culture and our tradition connecting us back to our forefathers of our national creed and that is our saving power through islam and it's a beautiful thing because the more we study the more we learn about who we are and all the parts that make us that make up us and who we are so that we could take that and we could rise above, you know, the circumstances that we were put in. Islam, I yield the floor.
Okay. Um, well, yeah, if there are no questions, I do want to announce without further ado, we're going into the closing of the meeting. Um, before we close, I do want to announce that we're going to be meeting on Sunday, this Sunday, the 27th, at the library downtown Columbus, uh, 96 South Grand Avenue. We'll be in the meeting room on the first floor and from two to four, okay? And on that note, let's go ahead and close out. All meetings are to be opened and closed promptly according to the Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. We ask that all Moors please rise and face the East for the closing prayer. All right, we always stand with our heels together, feet at a 45 degree angle, holding up two fingers on the right, five on the left. You do not need to repeat after me. Allah, find our hearts and minds back to our ancient forefathers, divine creator principles. We ask this in our holy name and the seven Elohim. Amen. Islam. Happy holiday, Morris. Peace and love. This meeting is now adjourned. Islam. Peace and love. Happy holiday, Ma. Peace, happy holiday. Peace, happy holiday.